You're listening to All Things Azroth, episode 221, Farewell Chieftain Bloodhoof and Thane Bronzebeard. All Things Azroth is sponsored by Taverncraft. Visit them at taverncraft.com for all kinds of drinkware, including Warcraft, Warhammer, and Hobbit Steins, as well as drinkware in the Marvel, Walking Dead, and more. If you use the code WOWEPIC, you will save $10 off of any regular price stoneware product. So visit them at taverncraft.com. These earthquakes are preventing me from styling my hair correctly. Intensity and duration of the earthquakes is up by 15.739% over the last week. The new hot springs are working out perfectly, man. Now to get some new vi- Customers. I was at the breaking of the Stone Rot Dam, and all I got was a tanker to terror. We all knew about that it was coming because it is time for All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. And now, here's your hosts, Medros and Shadormi, Aspect of Bacon. Thank you very much there, Hastur, for that amusing intro. And uh, for those Aspect who, of Bacon. <laughs> for those who have not heard, and, and I'm sure that there are not many people who have not heard, but... When you, most of you hear this, unless you're in the live chat, you will have already heard these words spoken to you in game. All will burn beneath the shadow of my wings. Oh, this is so cool! Okay. <laughs> that is correct. The the word we have at this moment of, as we record the live show here on All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast, is that by the time this is released, Tuesday evening, we will have the shattering. Tomorrow. So, Shade. Hi. How's your how's your Zulian tiger doing? Well, so much for the tiger. That's really all I have to say about that. Didn't get him. Not gonna get him. Because he goes away tomorrow. So, whoops. Oh, well. Blizzard, put the tiger back in. Make him obtainable. I will do whatever. I will grind whatever ridiculous rep I need to grind. Just give me the tiger, please. I No tiger. But, but, I do have good news, though. Okay. I have, I, I now have a complete set of Warglaves war of Asanoth. Congratulations. Yep. So I got, like, the set, which means that my guild is completely set up. We have every legendary needed for that meta guild achievement. Yay! Which is cool. Um, the guild achievement, it doesn't go live until December 7th, but when it does, we, we are prepared. Awesome. So, yeah. And it's funny that, you know, in getting prepared, it involved killing Illidan countless amounts of times. So... <laughs> So that was pretty cool. Um, I did not get a flaming vampire pony either. Um, that's still staying put, though. So I can just keep farming my heart out for that one. But that's okay, because with Cataclysm, I'll have plenty of new pets to farm for. So it's all good. What have you been up to? Sorry. Let's see. What have I been, at, what I've been, at, what have I been up to? Chocolate chip cookies, Rice Krispie squares, peanut butter squares. <laughs> you keep posting. <laughs> you keep posting pictures on Twitter of all this food you're making. I'm like... I want food. I want some of that. As, as soon as I can get word back from Canada Post as to whether it's legal to send that kind of stuff across the border, I will be trying to send some out to some people who are in the uh, on the staff of all things Azeroth. That's almost all I'm going to say. Send me your illegal Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> 
Why would it be illegal to send candy? I have candy? no idea. I don't, I don't I get have it. absolutely no idea. <laughs> Jen, you're also I in the United States, cookies. so if it's illegal to send them to Shade, it's illegal to send them to you, too. Just label it with a big label that says, this is not cookies, okay? <laughs> yes, because they're never going to suspect it might have cookies. <laughs> Just make sure that you put the label in both French and English in case it goes through Quebec. Anyway. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. I also got uh, all of my characters, I believe all, at least all my characters, through the portal bosses. Now, this is what's really annoying to me at this point is there is no way to track which portal bosses I've completed on which characters. So I'm pretty sure I did all four of them on Medros because he was the first one and he got them all right in a row. I'm pretty sure I also got them on Arita. I'm not sure, though. It's my other three 80s that I'm not quite sure if I've got them on, but all of them have something, so I do know they have killed some bosses. I just don't know which ones they've killed, and which ones they haven't killed, which ones they didn't get loot from, and so on. Well, why don't you keep track of that? I mean, I don't know. The way that I did it was, you know, I, I pretty much I went in and I did two bosses, and then I waited for the next invasion, and then I did the two other bosses, and then I was done. Except for on my priest, where I was, like, farming the same boss repeatedly because I really wanted the cloth boots or whatever off of them. See, here, here's the problem. On Argent Dawn, Ironforge was up within minutes of when the port, when the invasion happened. But Stormwind was always a hit or miss. And a couple of people on the, in the show guild, uh, Stephen Rogers was one of the members of the, of the guild that was kind of really frustrated about this. They were, they were mentioning that a lot of times... If the invasion didn't complete within, like, 40 minutes or something, it would just go away. There'd be nothing there. Yeah, if you don't close all the portals successfully, then you don't get the bosses. That's just how it works. That's the problem. It because means you at, failed. At times when, you know, if, if somebody's up at 6 a.m. and there's no very few people up, there's no way they can get those bosses. And if there's no other time they can get in to try and get those bosses, then they... You're right, they fail, and that's really frustrating for a lot of players. Well, yeah, well, they have to deal or drum up server support or something. Right now on my server, everybody has pretty much farmed those bosses to death, and I know on Horde side anyway, Orgrimmar generally gets cleared almost immediately. Um, Thunder Bluff, though, doesn't usually, just because it's out of the way. <laughs> which which makes me sad. I'm like, no, go, go, go protect Thunder Bluff. But the first night, oh man, the first day that it popped up, that the invasions popped up you could barely move in Orgrimmar there were so many people there and as soon as they were done there mages all over the city popped open portals to TB and everybody went there and just like ran over everything and it was really cool the thing is is like events like that it's the same thing with the holiday bosses the further you get into the holiday or the event yeah. the less people want to do it because you know they already did it now they're bored <laughs> It's it's been very interesting to try and see this and, and see how it's been going. Yeah. I'm really I'm really excited. Um, I'm really happy the, the bosses aren't that easy, but they're not that hard either. I mean... Just walk in and bowl them over. Like, you, you couldn't. It w You had to know what the trick was, and you had to figure out the trick. And then once you had the trick, it was easy enough to beat him. But, you know, the first... The air boss killed me more times than... The air and the fire bosses killed me more times than... The air bosses, little cyclones that they did that followed you and chased you down until they got you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely freaking annoying. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> those were really I, I i play well i mean when i was in there on my rogue it was like would you get away from me i'm just trying to stab the boss now on my shadow priest it was a little bit easier because i could just throw dots on the boss and then run around willy-nilly but still i was like can you let me stand still and mind flay just for a second <laughs> but they but they chase you and and the the, far, the farther the farthest you the, like the closer or the 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 faster you got away from the oh, yeah. the tornadoes the faster they chased you so they'd eventually catch you yep. and then like lift you up and then slam you to the ground yeah. and it's just like jeez stop already i'm i'm dying just fine without your help thanks anyway i didn't like the stun the stun on the air boss yeah. that was annoying and just seemed to prolong the inevitable when we killed him uh, the flame boss though I the the first couple of groups I went in there with didn't seem to understand that basic don't stand in the fire concept, so they just tried to stand there and you know push him over while the fire was on him, and he just turned around and said, "Hi, you're dead," and they were like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Don't stand in the fire, kite him out of it." Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this actually leads into something that that's actually in our news postings. It's a post on the Wow Insider blog um, about the evolution of dungeons since vanilla wow and it's a really interesting read uh we'll also try and talk about that later uh first though i do want to talk a little bit about our sponsor and that is tavern craft they make really awesome products and we'll talk more about them later because i interviewed the president of tavern craft this afternoon um and just talked a little bit about some of their products and some of what they're bringing out in the future and it's a really really awesome interview i do hope you guys stick around to listen to that um that'll be happening uh, about halfway through the news cycle on the today's show but um as i mentioned last week they do have some new products and the products they've come out with are really cool i was actually looking over them a bit more since our last episode they actually have come up with a product listing for the walking dead products and in addition to the etched uh, or the um uh, sorry the etched glassware that they have um that they that they have for the um the uh, hobbit stuff and the marvel stuff they also have lighters these are really cool. And I was at, when I was talking to Jerry, who's the president over at Taverncraft today for the interview, he was mentioning that they actually designed, they actually took the images specifically for the lighters so that uh, in at least, at least one case, when you open the lighter, the top of the mummy's head or the zombie's head comes, it kind of lifts off when you open the lighter. And that, that's the kind of detail they put into their products. And they have all kinds of price points. They have between $30 and $150 products and packages and all kinds of stuff just to try and enable their customers to have as much of their product as they want in as many different places. And also for gift giving. I mean, if you have, um, if you have a, a person at work who really loves Walking Dead, these lighters are a perfect thing for them, whether they smoke or not. If you have somebody who loves the the marvel products like captain america or spider-man those glassware products are a perfect gift um and if you use the code wow epic um when you're buying the stoneware products like the wow steins the warcrafts or the War, warhammer steins and the hobbit stein those products will also get you that ten dollar get ten dollar discount so definitely check those out they're a really awesome product and they they are now shipping the the Murloc Stein, so you can now get that product delivered to you uh, within a few days of when you order. And they they assure me that they will have their stock back up for the Tankard of Terra by the end of the year. So uh, hopefully we'll have those. Hopefully if we order those now, you'll get those in time for Christmas. Um, and we talk about all that later. So you'll hear more about Tavern Craft uh, later in the show. I love Tavern Craft. 
I, I just I like their stuff, all of their stuff. It's not just the Warcraft stuff. I really love the Marvel glasses. They're sharp. Well, I, you actually asked me a question when we we talked about Marvel, the Marvel stuff last week, and yeah, that question was out? in the interview. So you'll have to listen to that cool. later. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I was wondering about that. I, I, I did try to, to think of all the questions people have given me about the Tavercraft stuff so that I could let them let the guy know and just get some of the answers. And anything that he couldn't answer, he'll get me answers for, for later on. And if, you, if anybody, anybody has questions, they can always send them off to Tavercraft or they can send them off to me and I can uh, contact Jerry and, or anybody else there and, and get an answer for you as soon as possible. Um, cool. I'm told my Murloc Stein is either on the way or going out in the next day or so, so... Um, look for an inter- Sweet. Look for a review here on All Things Azeroth of the Murloc Stein. And no, I will not say the name. I will simply state the name of the Murloc Stein is likely something like this. <laughs> or something, an approximation of that title. <laughs> <sighs> so what do we got today? We got all kinds of stuff today. Oh, not really. There's not a, lot, not a lot of news, right? There's nothing happening in the next couple of weeks, right? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, folks. Don't kill me. Don't just don't kill me just yet. <laughs> and now the news. From around the world of Warcraft. Let's see here. The first news post we have is this it's a little one. Got a little bit of a little play on Twitter today. Patch 4.0.3a on live servers this week. Supposedly, yep, they're saying that it's going to be it's going to be up and going. Now, people people told me that that, that there's been a blue post con- confirming this. I have yet to find that. I have seen several postings, and Memo Champion has said there's. I thought that there was, but it got removed. Like there were patch notes, and then they were gone. So. I don't know whether somebody posted them prematurely or what, but yeah. As a no, as a no would say, ninety-nine point nine nine percent likelihood of shattering this week. Yep, tomorrow, tomorrow. So, as I said at the beginning of the show, um, in case Amy didn't hear that. All will burn beneath the shadow of my wings. Are you ready to burn? Yes, because I'll get a feat of strength for it. <laughs> so, where's the first place you're going to be going to when uh, when the patch hits? I don't know. I really, I don't know. Right now, I'm still just processing the fact that all of this stuff that I've been playing for six years is going to go bye-bye. Like, I- I'm still processing that, and it's really weird. Like, it's this weird sort of disconnect, and I don't know. I think tonight, after we're done with the show, I may go formally give my goodbyes to Karn. Yeah. And and, and that, because he's going away. And maybe pop on an Alliance halt and say bye to Magni. Magni. Yeah, I will, uh, I, I have already planned uh, my uh, character over on, um, uh, where's the old show guild? Echo Isles is already in Thunder Bluff, and I'll be saying goodbye to Karen, and um, my main on Argent Dawn will be saying goodbye to Magni tonight. And of course, I'll be moving all my characters from Dar- Dar- yeah. Dalaran Heart Portals, or Dar- Dalaran Hearthstones over to Azeroth, because <laughs> I don't want to be stuck there. <laughs> yeah, you guys, yeah, that's the big thing that you guys want to do, because as of 4.0.3a, there will be no more city portals in Dalaran, so yeah, if you're if you're in Dalaran right now, and you're hearthed in Dalaran right now, 
you may want to change your hearthstone to someplace else. I have a feeling that everyone and their mother on Hordeside is going to be in Orgrimmar tomorrow looking at all of the new stuff because the city looks so, so different. Like, I, you know, I talked about this a little bit when I was in the beta. The first few times that I went to Orgrimmar, I got lost almost immediately just because it was so changed and so drastically changed. If you're Alliance... I would suggest logging out in Stormwind, because Stormwind has some really, really drastic changes, and it's so much larger, and there's so many cool bits in in it that you'll want to, like, explore and poke around and look at. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. We are planning on raiding tomorrow. Yeah, have fun with that. I don't know how well that's going to go. <laughs> But we're going to try. Um, well, last last patch, when we went to the 4.0 patch, we did manage to raid that night. Um, barely. Okay. It, it kind of <laughs> didn't work out so good, but we did it. And with this one, since it's all kind of cosmetic changes, I, I don't really expect to foresee like too many problems with it. Everybody's already downloaded this content as far as what's going to be changing on our end with the files in our computer. Um, basically what's going to go on during maintenance is they're going to go into all of the servers and replace all of those old world Azeroth files with the new Azeroth files and that's what we'll see when we log in. It's going to be really weird. So weird. Here's the question. I've, I've, ha- I, I, I've informed friends across Battle.net and in the guild to to get out of Dalaran or Shatrath tonight before the... Uh, before they go to bed, people are asking why the portals are going away. So can you, in summary, since I've failed miserably today so far to summarize the reason, give the reason or explain why Blizzard is taking the portals away? Okay, the portals are going away because right now what those portals do is they make it really, really easy for people to get from Thunderbluff to... Undercity or wherever without having to take a Zeppelin or anything. You can just hearth it all around, take the portal, and you're there, right? Well, Blizzard has spent the past however many years they've been working on this expansion completely revamping everything in Old World Azeroth. If they leave those portals up, nobody's going to go look at all of that new stuff that they've spent so much time doing. They want you to explore. They want you to check out the new stuff. They want you to see everything that they've done and since the majority of everything that they've done takes place in old world it makes no sense to give you shortcuts now it'll be a little bit easier once cataclysm comes out because that's when you'll be able to get old world flying and fly around but until then yeah they 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 just want you to experience the new content and you can't experience the new content if you're just blipping from one place to another on the map that's not fun how fun is that you know you're just basically skipping all of this work that they just put in. So, where are the central places to go for players? For Alliance side, it's definitely you're, you're definitely your best bet is to go with Stormwind. That's where when Cataclysm hits, all of the central stuff will be. It's Orgrimmar for Horde, yeah. Okay. Orgrimmar for Horde is where you will see um, there will be post boards that will give you missions to go to the new zones. There will be that's where all of the little city faction quartermasters are going to be for the orcs, the trolls, and the goblins. Um, those guys, the, the city quartermasters are actually going to be in as of tomorrow. Um, if you haven't done for some reason, <laughs> if you aren't exalted with your with any of the your, your faction's races, you can actually go get a tabard for you, that particular, like say um, you aren't exalted with Orgrimmar yet. 
you can go visit the orc quartermaster and you can buy an orgrimmar tabard and then when you go run dungeons and things like that you'll get reputation with orgrimmar so you can go ahead and finish that out whether or not this is applicable to the new races not sure yet but i tell you what if i can get my hands on a goblin tabard tomorrow i'm going to be farming goblin rep like immediately hmm. i want a trike <laughs> all right uh so let's see here uh, let's go over the list of what's not in and what is in this patch. Uh, first things, what is in? Actually, I'll, I'll go with what's not in first. Any goblin worgen character creation cannot do those. Uh, worgen nope. goblin starter zones not in. No. Archaeology <laughs> not in. Professions past 450 not in. Guild leveling, guild achievements nada. Eastern kingdoms or Kalimdor flight nada. And new zones beyond 80 not in. Those are all you have to have cataclysm yes. to get all of those things. By Eastern Kingdoms and uh, Kalimdor Flight, we're talking about Old World Flying. That's the one that you have to get the Flight Master's license for. You must have a cataclysm account to do the Old World Flying. You can't just buy World of Warcraft and fly in, in Old World Azeroth. It doesn't work that way. you got to have the cataclysm upgrade to do it. But there's a bunch of new flight paths. You can fly around the, on the flight paths you have and get all the new flight paths while you're out. Uh, yeah, there's there's like a billion and a half new flight paths. There are so many new p flight paths in all of the zones, it makes it ridiculously easy to get around. So even if you don't have the old world flying, even if you're just playing vanilla World of Warcraft, it's suddenly a heck of a lot easier to get from point A to point B. See, I remember back in vanilla where we had like just a few flight paths, like... Um, oh, let's see. In the Barrens, for example, you could fly into Crossroads. And from there, you could fly down to Thousand Needles. There was no Camp Tarajo. It, it, it didn't exist. There was no flight path into Ratchet. You had to run there. Those were all added later. And when they added those new flight paths, I was like, wow, that made things incredibly convenient. This is great. And then, you know, the more times you play alts, the more you go, man, I wish there was a flight path here or here or here. Well, you're not going to be wishing for flight paths anymore at all. Because they're all over every zone. There's at least two to three in every zone. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Tomac and, and Twixie have uh, brought up something that I want to mention. Mm -hmm. First off, what do you think is the, mo the the significance of the fact that tomorrow the shattering happens six years to the day from WoW's launch? I think that it's only appropriate, actually. And are you sad there's no pet? Am I sad that there's no pet? Um, kinda, yeah, because they were saying, they were like, well, the Blizzard Bear was just for the fifth anniversary, and the Anixia thing was for the Anixia thing. Well, what they forgot was the Blizzard Bear was for the fourth anniversary, and yeah. then Anixia was for year five. So this year, they're just not having one for year six. Now, they did say it was because, you know, they wanted to save the pets for moments of significance, which I totally get. I, I really do. So... I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. There's like a billion and a half new pets anyway in Cataclysm, so I just have to wait for those. All right, so let's see what's in. Uh, portals in Dalaran and Shattroth removed. So once again, as we said, get your characters to the old world or you'll have to take the long way. Class trainers in Dalaran where portals once were. Yeah. New race class combinations. Yeah, the, the class trainers that are in Dalaran, they're in there specifically. The reason that there were portals in Dalaran to begin with was so that people had an easy way to get back to the old world so that they could train for their new spells and things, right? Well, people that are playing through Wrath, they aren't going to have that shortcut anymore. 
So what they decided to do instead was they added class trainers into Dalaran. So the people that are playing through Northern content, they can just go ahead and train there, train in Dalaran. They don't have to worry about going all the way back to Azeroth to do it. So. <laughs> Next thing, uh, as we, as I said, new race class combinations. And this has kind of been an, if, uh, a back and forth thing all day. The official word is you will oh be able God. to change... Change your race or change your change your class to a new race that has that class. Like you, your torn druid can be a troll druid as of tomorrow. If you have a blood elf paladin on horde side and you've been dying to not have a blood elf paladin, you will be able to change it into a torrent tomorrow. Yeah, have fun. Um, new gnome gnome slash troll starting areas. Yep, and all of the changes to the existing zones like. There will now be a north and a south barrens. There will now be a lot of water in the the, the formerly dry Thousand Needles, and so on and so forth. I'm so sad about that. Oh, Thousand Needles gets me every time, because I'm like, no, that was... New, yeah. new, anyway, new Cataclysm load screens will be in. <laughs> the new Cataclysm login screen will be in. And, of course, the intro will be in as well. And the, the cinematic will be... Yes, I am. I'm abusing the fact that I've ripped the entire cinematic intro. Okay. <laughs> and then let's see what else have we got. Oh, new music, <laughs> new, new music, music yep. for all of the new zones. So, if you've had your music turned off for like the better part of Wrath of the Lich King, I would suggest turn it back on, crank it up, because the new tunes that they've come out with for all of the old zones are really really cool. I cannot stress how cool the music is. The composer that worked on all of this and you know, the new tracks and everything else, they are phenomenal. They really are. I can't wait for my collector's edition because I want that soundtrack so bad. <laughs> if you are a druid, paladin, priest, or shaman, while you're taking your character from Dalaran to Ironforge or Orgrimmar, I would recommend taking a screenshot of your talents as those we wiped in the morning. Yeah, they're making a lot of changes. They're doing a lot of um, class balancing and bug changes and that kind of thing. Um, with all of the class balancing, some classes have been affected more than others. So yeah, the druids, paladins, priests, and shaman, they're all going to have their talents reset. And you don't have to pay anything for it. So that's the one thing. But the other thing is, you're going to have to respect when you go back in in the morning. It's okay, though. If you have a character that is just about 80 but not quite there, guess what? you're going to have 20% less work to do than you had before. The mm -hmm. leveling curve from 71 to 80 will be 20% reduced. And lastly, new tameable hunter pets. Monkey, fox, Yay. dog, beetle. Okay, hold on. A beetle? Yep. A little critter. You're going to train a critter as, no. a, as a pet. You want to know what the beetles are? Yes. You know the AQ-40 bosses? Oh, those are okay. Beetles. <laughs> I, I would like to train a fox because I think I thought I thought those looked really cool in the uh, in the Gilnia zone. Foxes are awesome, and then the dogs are kind of cool too because they're the mastiffs. Yeah. yeah. Um, the monkeys. The monkeys are adorable. Uh, I don't know if the monkeys are going to be in game. I'm trying to remember where I saw monkeys. They might have some in Stranglethorn. I'm not sure. Um, I know that if you want to train the beetles. Like I said, if you go into AQ40, the bug trio bosses, you can train, you can, you can tame any of those. Um, you'll be able to tame Chromagus as of tomorrow. Uh, the 
Let's see, what else is there? The foxes, the foxes, there were some in Western Plaguelands, so you should go out there if you're looking for a fox. Monkeys, I'm not sure where those are at. Dogs. Uh, Twixie says the, Echo Isles has the new monkeys. Yeah. Oh, they do? Okay, cool. Okay, so go to Echo Isles if you want the new monkeys. Um, for the dogs, I imagine if you go into the ruins of Gilneas, you should be able to find some there. Not sure. Really not sure. Uh, Doom Cookies actually put a link in the chat room to Wow Petopia for the new new looks and where you can get them and stuff. So oh, Petopia, yeah, go to Petopia because that's like one of the best sites for. Man, I I used to go to that site all the time on my hunter. And the cool part, you want to know the cool part, Medros? Sure. My hunter is level seventy one, almost level seventy two. So I'll probably be able to get her to eighty really quick before Cataclysm starts. <laughs> for sure. I knew I was I knew I was stalling for a reason. So <laughs> for me, I think the first place that I want to go once this once this goes live is to Hillsbrad. I want to play Ghouls versus Peace Bloom. <gasps> yeah, I forgot about that. That's gonna be in there. Oh my gosh. I can get a singing sunflower. Ah, oh, I gotta go do that. I, I suggest people that want to uh, like want lore stuff go to Silver Pine, play through Silver Pine. Silver Pine is absolutely amazing and so full of stuff that will completely blow your mind. Go to Silver Pine. Even if you're level 80, go to Silver Pine and play through and just blow through all the quests. Take time to read them though and, and take time to pay attention to what's going on because it is so completely mind-blowing. And then Hillsbrad. Hillsbrad actually, um, Hillsbrad Foothills for uh, Horde is tremendously entertaining in a really gross kind of way, but yeah. So Skullnick is, is questioning in the chat room, wonder how many tame beetles though we named either Ringo, John, Paul... Don't get the joke? I do get the joke. But you're not laughing. No, because I was like, wait, but he got Ringo, John, Paul and he forgot George. Anyway, we cared about George, right? <laughs> George. <laughs> but uh, yes, there, there, the um, the the pet changes coming in the cataclysm are really awesome. I would, I would actually probably like to tame a golden eagle. I would probably replace one of my bird pets with that because that looks a really cool model. Um, the eagles are beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Um, some of the new board models um, that are in game look really neat as well. Um, they actually kind of look a little more developed than they used to be. Some of the cat models definitely look really cool. I Most of the models that they've changed look absolutely gorgeous. I I can't even... Apparently Shango in uh, Shoulder Basin is now tameable. I'm not sure if they not sure it was before, but... Uh, Shango... That's the um, the tiger-skinned quest mob in uh, Shoulder Basin. <gasps> oh, yeah! You can, tra- you can tame yeah. him? Cool. Um, and yeah, Corhounds, Corbagnus, and Gomagaz, both tameable. So yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, you may be you may be waiting in line, but though there there's a lot of really cool pets. Um, mm-hmm. And in corner uh, corner of this, the dogs um, in Dragon Blight, the Bloodhounds, uh, the onslaught blood onslaught Bloodhounds will actually be mastiffs in this pack. Oh, cool. Uh, the Blighthounds in Eastern Plaguelands will be mastiffs. Um, and Scarlet Monastery, the tracking hounds, will be Mastiff. Cool. Now. Okay. So, yeah, lots of really cool pet changes coming up, um, if you are interested in doing that. <gasps> if they're changing them to Mastiffs, I should go train one or tame one of the red ones. I wonder if it'll stay put. <laughs> 
and Foxes will be coming to Red Ridge, uh, Western Plaguelands, Loch Madon. Oh yeah, that's right. They were all over Red Ridge. Yep. Um, Loch Madon. Yeah, Loch Madon has the red one, the red foxes, which I think a lot of people will want. Mm-hmm. And the monkeys will be in uh, Cave of Stranglethorn, Dead Mines, Blade's Edge Mountain, and Lost Isles. It looks like as well. Yeah, if you're playing Horde side, I would definitely recommend going through Silver Pine. If you're playing Alliance side, oh my gosh, roll a human. Or just take someone to the human starting zone. Um, Elwyn Forest itself is relatively unchanged. Um, they've made it a lot more linear, so there's not as much running around to do, which is kind of nice. But when you get to Westfall, Westfall is so entertaining, so tremendously entertaining. You definitely want to play through there. Absolutely. All right, uh, so let's go over the list of mounts and items that are being removed in patch 4.0.3a. <laughs> I will skip the first one since it may make you cry. The Swift Rizashi Raptor is no longer going to be available. Uh, the Rizashi... Already have it. The Rizashi Hatchling <laughs> will be available uh, through different means in 4.0.3a. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but... Uh, I believe there's a quest line in uh, Stranglethorn Vale that if you go through it and you complete it somewhere near the end of it, you get it as a pet. I'm not sure. 100% yeah, and, and, and a lot of the Northrend-based mounts um, are low, being lowered in their, uh, in their spawn rate or the drop rate. Uh, the Crusader's White or Black War Horse or Swift Steed or Swift Wars, sorry, Wolf, sorry, is uh, going to be gone, and the Tomo Polymorph will be going elsewhere. That makes me sad. That makes me sad because we just we just finally beat stupid heroic uh, Anubarak last night on twenty five. Basically, what happened was we were working on him, and then ICC came out, so we jumped to the new content. So we never beat. What's his butt? Mr. Bug Boss mm -hmm. at the very end, right? So last night, because we were, like, bored and we had nothing to do, we went back to Trial of the Crusader and beat our heads against it for a little while. And oddly enough, Heroic Anubarak is still relatively difficult. You cannot bulldoze your way through it because the way the mechanics of the fight work, I honestly, I think it'd be harder to beat him, if not impossible to eat, beat him at level 85 than it is right now, but it's still really difficult right now. So we finally got him down and everything, but, well, I guess we don't need to, like, go back and try mm. for the 50 attempts one, so. <laughs> Alright, oh well. um, but uh, let's take a break here, and uh, let's do the Warcraft Less Traveled, and uh, this may answer okay. one of our questions, so uh, we will uh, play that and uh, we'll be back in just a, a few minutes. Warcraft Less Traveled A World of Warcraft time capsule dedicated to the exploration and discovery within WoW. Cliff diving in Stranglethorn and the end of original Azeroth. There is one fact that is insanely clear to me this week. It's that I finally run out of time. The official Cataclysm expansion is barely two weeks away. Under normal circumstances, I would think it's bizarre that, out of nowhere, hundreds of delicious turkeys have appeared all over the forest of Azeroth. I've had no real time to ponder this odd imbalance of nature. However, since the streets of Ogremar and Stormwind are crawling with creatures from the elemental plane, I've been kind of busy. This, my friends, is a problem. The elemental invasion is in full swing, Deathwing is shaking the continents, and many of the hidden and less-traveled destinations of Azeroth are about to vanish. 
Six years ago, on November 23, 2004, North American servers went live with World of Warcraft. And this week, Blizzard Blue Posts have announced that exactly six years of Azeroth will be changed forever when patch 4.0.3a is deployed. I've attempted to pace these weekly time capsules to make sure I highlight as many locations as I could from the original Old World. There are plenty of less-traveled secrets hidden in the Outlands and in Northrend, but time was of the essence for original Azeroth. Keeping with this idea, I've decided to summarize in this episode a simple, old-fashioned place of great elevation, a place where I could watch the sun set on Azeroth as we know it today. So let's journey into the humid jungles of Stranglethorn Vale for a chance to find a breathtaking scene and a little cliff diving into the sea. In the original Stranglethorn's design of the zone's western coast, the shoreline juts east into the land, and the coastline's narrow alcove is surrounded by high, nearly vertical face mountains. It's the one area in the zone where numerous rivers converge and empty into the sea, forming many high waterfalls. What I'm going to suggest to all Warcraftless traveled explorers is to take a climb now to the very top of one of these mountain cliffs and plunge down into the surf below. To get there, from ground level, the area is titled the Southern Savage Coast, and you'll want to get yourself inland to the point where the water inlet stretches into the zone. At coordinates 29, 59, you'll notice that a couple of standard Stranglethorn Vale features are here. There's a bridge, waterfalls, and a very small pathway that leads up the northern cliff wall to the northwest of here. The path is marked with torches, and it looks like it might lead to another ogre or bloodsail buccaneer encampment. Interestingly, though, this path simply winds up higher and higher up the cliff, along the edge of the sea. Once you reach coordinates 28.25, 56.20, you'll step out onto the first of a number of rocky cliff ledges that are hanging out over the ocean, facing south into the west. As the trail winds up, other rocks overhang from the mountain, providing an amazing view of the ocean valley. The highest of these cliffs is at the end of the path at coordinates 26.84, 55.72. The incredible height and the sea will call to you at this elevation, beckoning you to jump, which you could safely do. And jumping off from these cliffs will land you safely into the pounding surf far below. It's clear to me that this trail and the various cliff jumping sites here were placed here as a fun and hidden surprise for anyone wishing to explore this stretch of mountain coastline. And on the eve of Cataclysm, I may choose to climb this cliff one final time. I'll hang my feet over the edge of the rocky shelf on the highest ledge, maybe prepare a campfire, lay out a final picnic dinner of holiday turkey while watching the sun descend into the western sea. That, my friends, is a good way to see the curtain close on the first six years spent in Azeroth. Feel free to send your show comments and questions to warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com or listen back to the show archives at warcraftlesstraveled.com. My name is Skolnik, and until next time, remember to travel safe, pack along an apocalyptic survival essentials of water, compass, and bacon, and leave only footprints. Six years ago, that's, uh, we've had this world for a long time. So, where are you going to go? Are you going to go anywhere tonight? I'm thinking I might special? take a ride out to Quothalos, the original Quothalos. I think I'm probably going to go pay the Dancing Troll Village a visit. <laughs> Before it becomes accessible to all and enslaved to the Alliance? Before it becomes a complete slaughterhouse, yeah. Because that yeah. was like one of my voices. Ugh! I'm so sad. This is ridiculous that I'm so sad about all of this stuff going away. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... 
it's a video game. Really shouldn't matter all that much, but six years. I mean, six years is a really long time, I guess. I don't know. I think Lou has a great idea in chat. Yeah. Anybody who uh, wants to come over to the Heroes of Lordaeron tonight, we'll do a, a guild ride, and I'll give one lobby a, a, a ride in the second seat on my rocket to uh, ride through <laughs> uh, ride through the old world one last time. Sounds like a plan. Shay, you're welcome to join us and, and have that second seat. <sighs> I've actually got another thing going on. My server, my guild leader on my server is going to take us to all of the secret locations and he's offering a guided tour one last guided tour of all the places that you can't get to so it's basically like a Skolnick tour <laughs> and probably the reason I'm going is because I know he'll probably miss some spots so I'm going to point out the places that he doesn't remember <laughs> and you know even more from Warcraft Less Traveled oh yeah absolutely so Warcraft Less Traveled what are we doing with Warcraft Less Traveled are we going to switch to Skolnick seems to feel that he has plenty of places that uh, people don't get to see very much in uh, Outlands and Northrend, so uh, I'm told that's where we're going to be going next. Okay. Cool. Because I really, really, really don't want that segment to go away. I like it lots. <laughs> uh, Twixie, that is Alliance Heroes of Lordaeron. Argent Dawn US. On the uh, Argent Dawn server. If you are one of those people who does not have the Lore Master achievement... Whoo! My sincerest apologies. You have likely, you will likely feel by the morning that, or by tomorrow, this time tomorrow, that you have gotten royally screwed. Sorry. No, not so much though. But yeah, there's changes happening. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so basically, any quest you have completed that is being removed with this patch will no longer count towards your lore master. Right. But. It'll be easier to track what you have because it'll be breaking down much like like much like they had in Outlands and Northrend by zone instead of by continent, which will be much easier. Yeah, it's going to be way, way easier, guys. The other thing that's really easy about it is that when you go through these zones, you'll notice as you're playing through the zones that they're very linear. There's no hidden quests out in the middle of nowhere. Everything is very clearly defined. So, like... Oh, in Ashenvale, you know, you have to complete 70 quests in Ashenvale. It, you won't have a problem completing 70 quests in Ashenvale because it'll literally lead you right through it. So if anything, Loremaster has gotten a lot easier. If You know, for the people like me that have done it already, we had to go through and we had to find those random little drop quests off of some obscure mob in the middle of nowhere that had no indication that it had a quest on it or anything. It was just something we had to farm for. You don't have to go through that pain. You can just play through the zones and you're good to go. For sure. So it should be pretty cool. And plus, I I can't really see any of you minding too much having to play through the new zones because once you've done a couple of them, you'll be just completely floored with, with how cool these places are. It, it's so much fun, really. It's not going to feel like it's a chore at all. Are you looking forward to Curse of the Worgen Volume 1? Actually, I have Curse of the Worgen Volume 1. It's sitting right here. Hang on. Right here in front of me. I'm, 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 I'm flipping through it right now. Is it good? In my hands. And holy cow, <laughs> is it ever. So then I will look forward to, <laughs> to reading it. I will have to uh, grab a copy. 
Uh, yeah, no, pick this up. If you're a fan of the Warcraft comics, even if you're not a fan of the Warcraft comics, this is one to pick up. Um, the guy who does, or the artwork on this, it's Ludo Lolobby, I think is how you pronounce his last name, and Tony Washington. I can't even say. The artwork in this is just stunning. It's absolutely stunning. And then the people that actually worked on it, uh, writing-wise, you've got Mickey Nielsen and James Wogg, and both of those guys actually work for Blizzard. They are, like, story development people at Blizzard. They're people in charge of not necessarily Warcraft. I believe James Wogg works on uh, StarCraft and StarCraft Two, But they're both very familiar with the lore, and they're very familiar with how it should feel. So I... This is this is just a phenomenal comic. It really is, and I can't wait for the next one. Um, I wish it was out already. I, I I'm happy. It's a, it's a month between, I assume, right? It's a month between, yeah. And according to the comic book guy, guess what? Okay, not only did I get find Curse of the Worgen here in town, I found out that we have a comic book shop in town, which I had no idea we had. So I'm like, yay! I have a comic book store. Oh my gosh! So I had them like making me a pull file and they're going to pull a bunch of comics for me every month but uh, according to the guy that I talked to yeah. there's five issues of this um, it was originally going to be done by Wildstorm however Wildstorm is kind of they've kind of dissolved there's no more Wildstorm per se but the Wildstorm titles that were doing really well popularity wise they've been absorbed into DC so this is just a, it's a DC comic if your comic book shop isn't getting it tell them to get it because it's I tried to buy it online, but they don't accept PayPal. Yeah, so. no, no. Just order it through the comic shop. Find a comic shop, order it through the comic I, shop. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know where the closest comic uh, shop you is. Can also order, you can also order a digital version of it on DC Online, I, I believe. They've got, like, a digital version. Again, you, again, you need a credit card. Yeah. No PayPal. Maybe, maybe if my maybe if my Murloc stands on the way to you, maybe I'll have you grab a copy and you include it in the box. Or yeah, something. yeah. It's, uh, it is... Two ninety nine for the comic, which is pretty standard for buying a comic these days. So, yeah. and I seriously, the artwork in this is so beautiful. It, it's just stunning. I can't even get over it. Anyway, pick it up <laughs> for sure. Now we, we were talking a bit earlier on the show about how these portal bosses really changed how people have had to think about running a boss. Mm. Yeah, and this this brings me to Matt Rossi's article, which I thought was a really awesome article about the evolution of of Zerg dungeon farming mm-hmm. in in the time since the original game. Now, this is a, a very interesting perspective, I think, on how Blizzard has tried to go through for doing their dungeons. You know, the first dungeons, you needed a lot of CC, you need a lot of strategy, a lot of planning, and it's kind of progressed to more of a run-in, AoE, DPS them down. Yeah, murder everything. Not a lot of planning. No, not at all. That's going to change. It is, yeah, drastically. Um, For those of you who got their first few tastes of death with the holiday bosses, get used to that. For those of you that have actually raided, uh, if you've raided Ruby Sanctum and you've, you know, had to deal with the mass amounts of trash in there and the fact that you have to kind of CC the trash in there, you can't just zerg it down, get used to that. This is how it's going to play out from now on. Uh, 
there's there's a point where a game becomes too easy and if it becomes too easy people get really really bored with it really really quickly i mean what's the point of decking yourself out in epic gear if nothing is a challenge you know what i mean yeah. So they kind of want to keep that aspect of challenge in there. Now, they haven't made them quite as heartbreakingly difficult as, say, the first heroics in Burning Crusade were. Because um, when they first came out with the heroic dungeons, they weren't quite, obviously, tuning and things like that. It wasn't something that they considered, but they kind of fine-tuned it. And by the end of Burning Crusade, they came out with Wrath. The first heroics in Wrath were very well-tuned for people who had just reached 80, and they were going through the heroics for the first time. But... As Wrath progressed, gear progressed, and how you could get that gear progressed so that by the time you hit level 80, you'd have a set of gear, you know, waiting for you that was better than anything that you could get in any heroic dungeon. So what was the point? You know, you go in, you zerg it down, there's no CC, there's no anything else, there's no real thought put behind anything. And yeah, they want to go back to that, that time where there was thought put into it. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like at the end of Cataclysm. I'm hoping that the end of Cataclysm is better than the end of Wrath. Because right now, don't get me wrong, I've loved Wrath of the Lich King. I think it's been like a really solid expansion. They've really innovated a whole bunch of new content and a whole bunch of new... um, A lot of new technology, a lot of new ways to deal with things, a lot of new ways. You know, the phasing technology, the new quest chains, that kind of thing. Storytelling being a little bit more interactive, bringing in all of the the in-game cinematics, the voiceovers, this, that, the other. Wrath really spearheaded that. Cataclysm is taking all of that new stuff that worked, that really worked in Wrath of the Lich King, and then amping it up by like 150% and shoving it into Cataclysm. And it's not just 80 to 85 that you see this stuff. It's from level one, which I think is really, really cool. I I look forward to the dungeons. I really do. Um, I I look forward to them being a little bit more of a challenge. For sure. And I I do look forward to that as well. It was interesting to to see Matt's analysis, and he did a really awesome analysis. I kind of wish I could talk to him about it on the show. Maybe we can get him on the show in the next week or two if he's not too busy with writing at all. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, I can poke him about it and see if I, we can get him on the show. That'd be great. It'd end up being a three-hour show where we argue the merits of Varian Rin and Jaina Proudmore, but, you know. We, we'll, we'll try to <laughs> avoid too much lore in the conversation between you and him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to that's gonna work. But, no, uh, I'll talk to him and see if we can get him on the show sometime soon here. Are you telling me that you don't feel confident that three lore nerds can have a short show? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just, just clarifying what we're looking at here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, really, I, I think that this is a really awesome article, and I'm really seeing the analysis of somebody who, like me, has played for such a long mm-hmm. time. Not a lot of people look back, you know, the six years we've all been playing this game, or a lot of us have been playing this game, and really anal- and analyze how it's been for those three years. Yeah, and I mean, I went back and did... A while back, I did a Wrath retrospective where I talked about story progression and lore changes in Wrath of the Lich King and how that's evolved since Vanilla. But I haven't really, you know, gone over the whole damn game. He he went through, like, the whole thing from Vanilla till now. Like, Dungeons and Vanilla to Dungeons now. And it was a really good article. It was a really good article. Matt's a good writer anyway, so... 
I agree. You guys have both wrote you guys both wrote very good articles, and I was kind of wondering because he wrote very, and you wrote Jaina. I was wondering if there's kind of mm-hmm. some lead up there you guys were leading towards. Um, we aren't really leading towards anything. He, we were just looking for you know things that we should probably cover before Cataclysm comes out because once Cataclysm comes out, we've got a very definite you know laundry list of things that we need to be writing about lore wise that are you know pertinent to the new expansion. Um, leading up to that expansion, we kind of wanted. I wanted to go back. The reason that I wrote about Jaina was because Jaina's character has changed so drastically between what we saw in Warcraft 3 and what we saw in The Shattering that I kind of wanted to go over that a little bit. Um, Next week I'm going to be writing about Thrall because the Thrall article that we have on the website is pretty out of date and so much has happened to him particularly again in the shattering that we kind of want to address that and bring everybody up to date so it's just a matter of us bringing those characters up to date again it's good to see those stories and to see how characters have have progressed Jaina got so many people riled up man (laughs) I, i can't imagine why I, I, you know, I went ahead and I wrote the article. And my opinion now, now keep in mind that my opinion through most of the Wrath of the Lich King has been, Jaina, would you stop crying and be, you know, suck it up, please? You know, as I was writing this article, I realized, oh, no, actually, the fact that she's crying is a really significant thing here, because that's not something that Jaina does. Yeah. And, and there's a reason why she's doing it, like a specific reason why she's doing it. So it, Jaina's character got a lot more interesting to me, like a lot more interesting as over the course of writing that article. So uh, let's see here. Uh, have you enjoyed Pilgrim's Bounty yet this year? Um, I haven't really done anything with it, honestly. The only thing that I've done with it, okay, Pilgrim's Bounty, obviously, it's available. It's I have some really amazing screenshots of my Blood Elf in, like, this fancy dress sitting at the table outside of Orgrimmar and stuffing her face while this gates of Orgrimmar were on fire <laughs> behind her. Yeah. <laughs> because it just seems so ironic that, like, you know, the city's being attacked by elementals and, oh, no, the city's being completely destroyed. Let's go have some lunch. Yeah. Well, I, I found it funny going through Stormwind today, um, and the, uh, the 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 tables right next to the gates of Stormwind, where all these citizens are being barred entry, and occasionally you'd have somebody, a player, come by and and they'd find a, a cultist and they'd have the guards arrest them. And I'm sitting there looking, so you can either go have a bite to eat or perhaps be arrested to eat or arrested I guess I don't know it's dinner entertainment I guess it's you know it's like dinner theater you, you get to watch all the proceedings while you're stuffing your face yeah. with turkey but yeah uh, Pilgrim's Bounty it's going on right now I have the achievement on every character that I wanted the achievement on so I'm not really messing with it all however if you've never leveled cooking now would be a really really good time because it's super easy to level cooking with this with this uh, particular achievement um, and with this particular event because you run around you learn all kinds of different recipes and things like that and they give you the ingredients to make stuff so like literally you can just level up your cooking in no time flat um, the other cool part and I just discovered this right the other cool part is this buff. It's called the uh, Spirit of Sharing, and you get it once you've eaten um, five of each thing at the table. It's an hour-long mm-hmm. buff, right? It gives you a 10% buff 
towards rep gaining reputations. It's not just the city reputations, it's any reputation in the game. So if you have wanted to switch from Wolvar to Oracle or back the other way, now's a really good time to do it. Because what you do, you get that 10% buff, then you go do the faction switch quest, and since you're, ga since you're gaining like, I don't know how much reputation you gain, like 30,000 rep or something like that, when you choose the next, the other side, you get an extra 10% of that. So when I did the switch today, and I switched back over, I, I ended up being, you know, with the oracles, but I was like almost 4,000 points into honored with the oracles without doing any daily quests. So go do it. Definitely. And uh, Doomkiki says there are a bunch of horde lined up in front of Karen on Argent Dawn server, and they're all kneeling before him. Aww. Yeah, I'm gonna miss Karen. <sighs> yeah, um, so let's get this, uh, this one voicemail out of the way, and then we can uh, do okay. the trivia and get our interview taken care of here. So okay. here's a voicemail cool. from Roni. Okay. Hello, Medros and Shade. This is Roni from Lightbringer US and the live chat. I have two quick questions for you tonight. First off, with a shattering changing the world as we know it, what will be the fate of Warcraft West travel? Second, I was wondering if either of you had recommendations for name generators, specifically for World of Warcraft characters. I've seen generic fantasy name generators for elves and dwarves, but haven't seen any that are specific to Azeroth-style names. A goblin name generator would be great. Before I go, I just wanted to mention I got my Deathy Murloc pet e in the email this week for purchasing the live stream, and uh, Deathy has a message for everyone listening to the podcast. Hello burn beneath the shadow of my sins. <laughs> along with the aspect of bacon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was that was great, Ronnie. Thank you very much. Well, we already know what's happening with happening with uh, Warcraft Lestrade. Yep. Uh, as far as the other with the name generators. There aren't really any name generators out there, as far as I know, specifically for Warcraft characters. However, if you check out All the World's a Stage, it's a role-playing column on World of Warcraft. I just took it over, actually. It was being written by Michael Gray, but um, I did a fill-in post on it one week, and I'm looking for the link for it right now, that specifically talked about uh, choosing names for characters and how to pick a good name for a character, places that you could go to look for inspiration for character names, that kind of thing. And I'm looking for it right now. As soon as I find it, I will post it in the chat channel, and then if we want to include that, like, in the show notes, Andrews, sure. yeah, can we do that? Make sure I add it in. Here we go. I'm going to put that... There's the, there's the post. You may want to look at that. We do have, uh... We do have a, um... A, a trivia contest, do we not? If you want to talk about something else for a minute while I type this up for the chat channel, that would be appreciated. For sure. Uh, so just, just so everybody knows, the, the tour, the, the ride through Azeroth uh, will include a stop at uh, uh, at Magni Bronzebeard's uh, chambers in uh, in Ironforge as we head, uh, head through. Just, just so everybody knows. And there will be plenty of people who can, who can res if, if anybody dies. RP gear is encouraged if you choose to. Oh, and for anybody who, who isn't aware, the 
uh, old World of Warcraft forms are now read-only. You can only read them. Uh, they will be going away soon enough, and you now go through the Battle.net set, site for your uh, for all of your requirements regarding the uh, the forums or anything else you want to post. The video game? <laughs> yes, the video game, that, that thing we play. The main thing that you want to watch for is apparently they are starting to ban people that have been bumping threads. So particularly if you're posting guild recruitment threads or anything like that, you're not supposed to bump those. And if you bump those, you'll get banned. So don't do it. <laughs> Unfortunately, they did this with little to no preliminary warning. So um, my guild leader got a ban because he was bumping a recruitment post. Hmm. Fun, fun. Quick call the Blizzard later, and he's able to get back into the game. But uh, still, it's the new forums are really kind of neat. I think they're pretty spiffy. Anyway, trivia question. So I have one today, and it's not specifically lore-related. It's more quest-related within the game itself, and I'm talking old-world Azeroth because, obviously, the topic of conversation tonight is old-world. So I'm going to post the question into the chat room. All right. And then I'll talk a little bit about what that question is. Okay? Absolutely. So, in Felwood, there are plenty of quests. I actually, I loved Felwood. I loved leveling through Felwood, even when it was really annoying and there was only, like, one flight path into the zone. Uh, one of the things that people don't usually find in Felwood, and I don't know if he's still going to be there or not, there's a tree ant there, and his name is Arai. And Arai... You, you have to, like, summon him with a particular item. And I want to know what the name of that item is. But once you've summoned him, you actually have to escort him out of the particular part of the zone that he's in. Once upon a time in Vanilla, you had to actually escort him all the way through Felwood and out the bottom of the zone into, into the uh, actual Ashenvale Forests. I'm not sure if I'm going to take the answer that people are giving me. I want the original item that you had to, that you found and used in order to, you, you had to do stuff with it. And then once you did stuff with it, <laughs> you could summon him and he'd say, hey, get me out of here. And then once he said, hey, get me out of here, then you had to escort him. But yeah, it used to be like one of the most annoying escort quests in the game because it was the only escort quest that traversed the entire length of a zone. That sounds really annoying. <laughs> and not only that. Well, not only that, but he was PvP flagged. <laughs> and we do have a winner. Okay. Uh, let me just pull up the document here. Okay. Um, type to me who the winner is, please, so I can verify their I already double checked them. Oh, you're recording it too. Okay. From <laughs> from 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 my memory, right. so, and um, that's a name I don't so recall. So we do have a winner now, guys. Don't give up. We do have one more prize we're giving out before the end of the show tonight. So. Yep. There's going to be a second prize as so, well so as this Kuno, one. So please choose between so, one and one. <laughs> <laughs> Kuno answered correctly. Uh, the item was actually called the flute of. And I don't know how to pronounce this. It's X-A-V-A-R-I-C. And I'm going to say it's Zaverick, probably. 
um, it was basically this kind of tainted flute, and you had to take it out, and you had to get it purified and everything else, and then you went and used it, and when you used it, then Arai showed up, and once he showed up, you could escort him all the way out the zone. I just have some good memories associated with that quest from Vanilla, so that's that's the only reason why I picked that question today, guys. All right. <laughs> so, Kuno, uh, go ahead and send a, an email to Shade at allthingsazeroth.com, and I will get you a loot code. You actually want a sandbox tiger loot code? Hooray, be happy. It'll give you a little tiger, tiger toys that you can ride around on in one place, bouncing back and forth. But they're super fun. Definitely. <laughs> and congratulations. Awesome. Now, we, we do okay. have an interview, and uh, this is a bit of a long interview, so you won't hear much from Shade for about 20 minutes. Sorry. for Maybe I'll just yeah. randomly put a giggle in there. In <laughs> That's okay. My voice could use a break. It's still starting to like wear out on me. All right, so here's a interview with uh, the president of Taverncraft. And this is Medros here with Jerry from Three Point, or also known as Taverncraft. Taverncraft, as everybody knows, is a sponsor of all things Azeroth for this month and next month. They recently released uh, the Murloc Stein. They have announced a lot of new steins and a lot of new drinkware products for other universes, not just MMO. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, how you doing there, Jerry? I'm doing terrific, Medros. Thanks for having me on the show today. I'm glad that we could have you here. I did want to talk a little bit first about the Warcraft products that you guys have. You guys have made some really awesome steins, and the newest one is the Murloc stein. Sorry, the Murloc stein. Oh, yeah. Now, that's just recently become available for delivery right away. Is that correct? That is correct. They're, uh, they're shipping as we speak right now out to everyone who's ordered them, so they're in stock, and uh, we're thrilled. We're having a terrific response with them. I'm a bit surprised that people have been so responsive. I mean, as a player of World of Warcraft, the, the Murlocs have long been a, uh, a hated enemy of many players, but uh, you guys have had some really good responses, and I know a lot of people on the show have been really excited about the Murloc Stein, and I believe several of our listeners have actually purchased the Murloc Stein for themselves. What uh, what kind of response do you guys usually expect on a Stein? And, and has this been a, a, lar- a, a higher response than usual or uh, about average? Uh, it, you know, it's very interesting. We've had a, um, um, uh, a, a different response from a different crowd. Um, a lot of our hardcore uh, collectors who have been purchasing our Steins absolutely have jumped in and loved it. We also see a lot of uh, non-collectors of our Steins showing a strong interest in the Murloc. So um, I would have to definitely say that there's a, there's two camps. There's those who are totally into the Murlocs, and then of course there's those who are, who find the Murlocs difficult to stomach. And uh, we we really tried to create a stein that we thought would be dynamic and unique and present itself in a innovative way as the Murlocs are inside of the game. Awesome, and it does look like a really awesome stein. I love the 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 lid for the stein. Uh, it looks like a Murloc head. That that's a really nice touch. We did. We did a deviation from our normal lid, really, really trying to show that the signs are um, sort of breaking through what we've done in the past. So kind of, kind of, we call it crashing the scene. So you really have that 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 traditional lid that we normally use for our signs, but this time the Murloc head is literally busting right out of the uh, the top lid. Um, and also the, the the composition of the sign itself has been a little bit unique. We tried to show the actual sign in a way that would house the murlocs like they're getting ready to bust out, kind of like a fish tank. And so they're panoramic. Uh, you can see them all the way around the entire stein sort of coming at you. 
That's great, and and I'm sure that uh, many people who have, have purchased those, uh, I, I know you guys are selling those also via the BlizzCon store. I, I'm sure you guys had a lot of good responses from that, and I'm sure that there's a lot of really awesome product that's on its way to a lot of uh, really enthusiastic purchasers of your product. Yeah, absolutely. At uh, TaverCraft.com, we've had just a, a a wonderful response, and we did launch it uh, initially at BlizzCon. That's where it debuted. And then it followed up with uh, now our current launch. That's great. And I know the person who who uh, won the Charge of the Dragonflight Stein that we recently gave away at, at, during our BlizzCon coverage was really, really happy. to. And I've actually talked to the person a few times since. And they they love their Stein. Uh, they, they said it really looks awesome. And they've been wanting one for a long time. So I'm sure that I'm sure that they are really excited. And I'm, I'm sure if they if they handle by one of the um, one of the Murloc Steins as well. I, I'm, I was noticing on your website as I was preparing for this interview, Jerry, that the, the Tankard of Terror, which you guys introduced, I believe, last year for Brewfest, is Correct. is really blowing you guys out of the water in demand. This this Brewfest, can you kind of go into that, like how how that came to pass, and, and were you guys not expecting that much demand this year, or? Well, it was really interesting. We, um, you know, we started out last year when we came up with the concept with Blizzard to do this sort of in-game replica and uh, and tie it all around the uh, the Brewfest um, event. And uh, you know, we we certainly were looking at it as an opportunity to really bring a piece of uh, inside the game to the homes of our fans. And we expected a good response, but uh, felt that once once Brewfest uh, was was concluded that we'd be like, okay, that uh, should wrap it up. Uh, you know, we uh, probably would move on to something else. But we noticed that after um, Brewfest ended, they continued to keep selling. And in fact, we started selling more. And it was one of those items that really has, has captured people in a very unique way because it is, it is so unique. It is so large and almost to the point of being obnoxiously cool. And when this year rolled around, and, and folks that uh, Blizzard and I had a conversation about uh, what, what we think about uh, offering this up again, because we had such a post-Great BlizzCon response, or excuse me, Brewfest response, we thought, let's offer it up again. And so they dropped it inside the game again, and sales have really been just been strong. Uh, we've had tons of people who have come back. Not surprisingly, not buying one, but buying four, five, and six of them to give out either as uh, to guild members or as gifts, and so it's really been it's really just been it's been fantastic the overall response we have had, and uh, we are struggling to try to keep them in stock, and I think I think we're getting ready to sell out of them all again before uh, the year's up again. So um, we're trying to keep up with the demand, but they're all handmade, so they take uh, a little bit of time. But uh, we've really, really been thrilled with the response. And that's awesome to hear. Uh, I know that my moderator, uh, we gave her one back last year sometime, and she loves it. She Every time she does her own podcast, she she has her, her tanker of terror with a, a, a beverage of her choice, whether it be a, a caffeinated or alcoholic one, and she really loves it. She's really surprised when she got it that it was so massive. Um, she's, she's not a large person, and, and this is a big stein for you know this is what you would think this sign would be like for a dwarf in game like it was just really awesome she's every time we mention Towercraft on the show when we do the ads uh, for you guys she's talking talking it up to people in the chat room because she loves hers i think that's the fun of it is it just it's so um it's so unique and so different that if you stand there with it and somebody else has got their 
I guess you'd call it Kingy Cup. <laughs> you're you're gonna dwarf over them, and it's just it really makes a statement. For sure. Now you guys recently launched a couple of different products. And I really wanted to talk a little bit about these because they are some really exciting additions to your uh, stable of products you guys have. And in addition to having the Warcraft and you also have the Hobbit and the Warhammer products, you recently announced the Marvel and the Walking Dead products. Are you planning to do the, the Stoneware Steins in either of those uh, families of products or just the, gla the, the, the etched glassware? No, we um, we have a full lineup um, for both properties planned, uh, running from obviously starting through this holiday season throughout all of next year. And yes, it'll be a, it'll be a variety of different items. You're going to see uh, you're going to see stoneware mugs. You're going to see stoneware tankers. A few of them will also get the full high upscale uh, stein treatment, uh, in addition to our high quality um, etched glass line that we feel is really really highly functional beautiful piece of craftsmanship and um, but but absolutely usable and not just a collectible but something that you would want to use every day um, you know and it, it, we're really excited about both properties I personally have been a fan of Marvel since I was a kid and um, so we really plan on bringing a lot of that excitement to our, our drink flare line and then uh, and I've just been nothing but short thrilled with The Walking Dead uh, I was always a fan of the comics. The new show just blows me away. I love it, and uh, I think we're going to find we're going to have probably some of the coolest zombie drinkware you'll ever see. You guys have also, for the uh, Walking Dead products, also announced uh, products the lighters. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. those products? Yes, that's something new. We, um, you know, when we were having the conversation with the folks over at Skybound, who represents the Walking Dead. Um, we had done some prototypes of some new types of items, and one of them was these uh, premium enamel lighters, which were super high-quality lighters that just really, they really make the line art of the zombies really pop out. And we're excited. It's a new line for us. It's something we're trying out, and we think that uh, people are going to be very receptive. They'll be packaged in a, in, a, in a super cool Walking Dead gift box. It's just a, another unique item that, that we're offering, and really you know, always trying to raise the bar on our collectability. Everything we do, you know, we want it, we want to make sure it's superior quality and it's high end and it's wonderful. It's nothing. Um, you know, we, we we really feel that that's our niche and that's what we're we're shooting for. Is is every item is super super special to the consumer who buys them. That's great to hear. For the Marvel products, you have Captain America, Iron Man, Spider Man, and Hulk. Is there any plans to go into other Marvel characters? Absolutely. We've already started penciling out which uh, the characters that we want to uh, to represent. We're definitely have a line of uh, of items with Thor because of the film coming out in the middle of next year. We'll be coinciding with that. We've also had uh, discussions. That I believe that you should will be seeing soon a lineup of uh, Wolverine, uh, X Men. And we are looking at doing some of the, the, the best-looking girls from Marvel, too. A whole line of glassware and uh, mugs around uh, some of the women of Marvel. Great. Now, is, is there anything you know coming up in the next little while between now and Christmas, perhaps, that you'd, you'd care to give us a preview of? We, uh, we do have announcements coming soon. Um, I, I, can't, I can't divulge it, but we will have a Warcraft announcement here coming up next month. So uh, make sure everyone stays tuned because uh, I think everyone's going to be thrilled with the announcement. And when we make the announcement, the items that we're going to be offering will be in stock and ready to ship. So uh, that will be within a, within a few weeks. So this is just in time for the holidays. So I think the, the fans, the Warcraft fans, are really going to be super excited about what they uh, – what we have coming for them 
Uh, we'll make more announcements on Warcraft in the month of January and then uh, as well as February. So it's going to be back-to-back-to-back months of new items for World of Warcraft. And then we'll also be making some new amount announcements on The Hobbit. Our next sign will be debut uh, next month for pre-orders uh, for shipping the first quarter of 2011. Really excited about that one. I think people are going to have a lot of fun with it. So that one's going to be a terrific one. And then we are also going to be getting ready to gear up for our next two Warhammer Steins. Um, and that one's already, um, I can tell you what that one is right now. That's going to feature the, um, the Oath Bears and the Bloody Sun Boys. So that's going to feature the Green Skins and the Dwarves. Awesome. We have the WoW Epic uh, code that was given to us by you, by you folks over Taverncraft. Correct. Is that usable for any of your, any of your st- uh, stoneware products, even if it's not Warcraft? It is. You can, um, you can, if you were to type in um, the code, you can get, uh, uh, you get a discount on your order, and it's good for um, any of the uh, the steins. I believe the only one it's not does not work for is the tanker to tear. Of course. Um, but it is good for the other um, any stein that we have in stock. Absolutely. Great. I, I did uh, get a couple of questions from our audience. The first question was from one of our listeners, Haster, who says, how do they go about designing a stein? So can you go into a bit of the process of how you get to the, the idea and the design for your steins? Oh, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned before, they're all handcrafted. So the process is, is one that is very lengthy and um, uh, just really, really has a, a high sense of detail to work through. Generally, it rolls out like this. We, when, when the um, concept is first, comes up with theme you want to do, sketches are made on a template that sort of show the positioning of where the characters or items inside the stein are going to reside on the stein itself. Once it's been determined that the position is accurate, that, that particular artwork then moves to a final piece where it's in full color. The full color has to take into consideration the location of the handle because you want to make sure that um, certain characters aren't too far to the left and right facing outward because otherwise they would really be butting up right into the handle and you wouldn't be able to see it as it's displayed on your shelf. So really the, the composition is important itself. Once the um, signs have the, once you have the artwork completed, you also need to have um, the lid designed if it's going to be a brand new stein. So those are sketches done uh, from multiple angles to kind of show what a sculpted lid would look like, as well as the handle, which are generally unique on all of our steins as well. All of these are turned over to the handcraftsmen over at uh, our factory, who then interpret this into the body of the stein itself. They apply the bar relief, they sculpt out the handle, they sculpt out the, the lid, and then they print off the actual applique that is hand applied to each of the steins. And that is a unique process because when you fire porcelain or these uh, earthen, uh, these stoneware at a high temperature, managing the colors is a very difficult process. Purples and blues are very hard to keep accurate. Reds are as well. So once you fire them, you may have to redo it over and over to keep making adjustments to get the colors to look correct. Sometimes we've had it done in four and five times. I think our most challenging stein to date ended up being the um, Rise of the Lich King stein, which I believe that took 23 strikes in order to get the colors, what you see that we currently have. So as you can tell, they are, um, it's a lengthy process. Um, it's not something that can be done over just a few months. It can take anywhere from 8 months to 12 months to get a finished stein completed. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot of work, and you can really tell by looking at the steins that uh, that you guys 
advertising that you guys sell for your for your uh, customers that you guys really do a really awesome amount of work and the amount of detail you guys put in and work you put in really shows. The next question here uh, was, how do they choose which creative properties to work with? You recently announced the Marvel and the Walking Dead and, and you have all, a lot of different other products. How do you choose a company or, or, or a universe to work in? Well, it's, it's, you know, we try to match good properties that we believe is going to translate well. You know, we've had a lot of people, you know, ask us about certain uh, big science fiction properties. And we've, you know, we've, we've looked at that and realized that just creating a sign out of a science fiction property is a little bit more of a challenge just because the world doesn't quite feel the same. It's an old world type of item and sci-fi is such, you know, obviously a futuristic type of, of theme. It doesn't seem to really work. They don't seem to match well. So we try to find properties that we think that is going to have superior artwork, a good, a good fan base that's looking for high-quality, innovative, unique items, and things that we can really put a special twist to. That's kind of like how the lighters came up for The Walking Dead. It just blended well. It's a lighter, and the way the, the lighter, the artist positioned on the lighter, when you flip the top up, it literally looks like the zombie's head's getting cracked right in half. It's just something that is a very unique property where that particular product seemed to fit well. And same thing with the Marvel glasses, the Marvel Etch glasses. You have some of that really nice, clean, sharp Marvel artwork, and when you get that stuff hand laser etched right onto the, uh, to the glasses, it gives a really very, very nice three-dimensional style um, piece of artwork that, that just translates very, very well in a classy way. I believe fantasy properties work terrific because fantasy and uh, science happen to go together well. We are currently working on a full line of, of tankards where if a property doesn't quite fit a stein, we're going to have a backup plan. It's going to be uh, offering very special tankards that will still have all that sculpted bob relief around it. It will be slightly smaller without the pewter lid, so it's going to be very functional, but it will also be used for a much wider, uh, wider variety of genres. Awesome. You guys have a lot of products that are coming out in early December. You said you have a new WoW product coming out, I'm assuming, in connection with the Cataclysm expansion. And you have the Marvel and the Walking Dead products that are coming out in early uh, December. So there's lots of products for people who are looking to get these as, as gifts for friends or family or if they just want to add to their own collection. Absolutely. And we, and we definitely have, uh, have a broader price point um, offering it at, at, our, at our site at TavernCraft.com where you can have items that are a very high special gift but then you know like i said we have everyday use items and gifts so uh ranging all the way from you know down from twenty dollars to some of our really limited high end like our legendary signs um, for warcraft which are which are about one 190 but they're all um you know there's something for everybody at our site now Great. We'll be giving away a, a prize uh, when, we, when we have this interview on the show to our people in the live audience as well. On the next episode, we'll be giving away the Smog Epic Stein uh, to somebody who, through a contest uh, announced on this show later after this interview is aired. So uh, I want to thank you again, Jerry, for coming on the show. And if everybody hasn't figured that out yet, go to TavernCraft.com and uh, definitely check out the products there. We do want to encourage people to look into that for their holiday items and uh, definitely watch that site. You said early December for a new product that'll be available to ship right away, you said, right? That's right, it'll be in stock when we make the announcement. Great to hear, and again, thank you for coming on All Things Azeroth and for the sponsorship. You're welcome, thanks for having me on the show, I appreciate it, take care. All right, take care. Boy, I know how to leave, leave a 
contest announcements till the end of the interview, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... X-Men! They're going to have X-Men! I'm so happy. I thought you might like that answer, yes. <laughs> and I'm interested in seeing what they're going to be coming out with over the next few months. That should be interesting. For sure. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see what they come out with. And I, I will say that I am... Okay. For those who listen to the instance, you'll know that I went to Paula Johnson, but I've found out some of the stuff they've got coming up. It's really awesome stuff. You'll definitely want to stay tuned, and we will talk about it here on the show. Ooh. Okay, cool. I Seriously, though, like three months, three three months worth of Warcraft products, I'm wondering. I People in the chat channel were going, we need a Deathwing Stein, so I'm hoping maybe we'll see something like that. <laughs> we, will, we will have to see. Um, I, I'm not saying what is coming out. I'm, I'm not confirming or denying anything. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. And we've got another trivia question. Yes, we do have a trivia con- trivia question coming out coming up. This will be for a, a, the winner's choice of either the Prancing Pony two glass set two two of the etched glass stone uh, etched, etched glassware set or the Green Dragon set that you have there, Shade. Ooh. And yeah, because they're in a big yeah, box. Yeah, that is the uh, the Lord of the, the Hobbit uh, themed glasses. They're an etched uh, glassware. They're really awesome. And uh, the first person to answer the question will win uh, the uh, their choice. Their their choice of one of the two sets. Cool. Okay. Uh, so here is the con- the question, and uh, Shade, you can talk about the. Uh, Oh, the question itself? Okay. So way back in the day when Battlegrounds were first introduced, we only had two Battlegrounds. We had Warsong Gulch, which was a pretty standard capture the flag thing. And then we had this massive, massive thing called Alterac Valley. And Alterac Valley was full of quest givers and NPCs. And it wasn't just about zerging to one end of the zone like it is right now. It was actually about... uh, strategy. There was strategy involved. You had to capture the towers. You had to do quests. You had to do things like that. Um, so the question that we've got today is about uh, some of those old elements that we uh, that we don't really see too much anymore. Basically, I want the full names. It was these two. They were ultimate unit creatures, and they were summonable by players in the original Alterac Valley by gathering crystals or blood, depending on what side you were on. And I want, like, the actual full name of both of those characters. So, that's what I'm looking for. (laughs) And nowadays, you can still summon these things, but nobody ever bothers doing it. Because it's just kind of turned into, much like, uh, you know how Rossi was talking about the dungeons and how they've turned into a Zerg Fest. Well, Alterac Valley has kind of turned into um, a Zerg Fest as well. Really, if you've been into it at all. I don't know. Do you PvP at all, Bedros? Not in a long time. (laughs) <laughs> all right so i do believe uh according to the answer provided to me by you <laughs> that we do have mm-hmm. a winner yep. so uh the winner congratulations is lou the answer was ivis the forest lord or Luckhalar the ice lord yeah ivis i don't remember what ivis looked like i think he was just like a giant centaur dude if i remember right um I'm more familiar with Locke because everybody was like, get blood, summon Locke. And Locke was, the way these guys worked was you summoned them in the field of strife and they'd start killing 
any enemy players that showed up on the on the field, right? And each time they killed a player, they got a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger until they were towering over the buildings. And then they would slowly work their way to the other faction's base and completely wreak havoc. It was so much fun. You just you never see them anymore though because it takes time. You you have to gather certain ingredients in order to like actually summon those guys. And then you have to have five people there to summon them and all this other stuff for like the ritual. It was so much fun back in the day though. I remember those first Alterac Valley matches went on for literally days. We'd have like three day weekends of nothing but the same Alterac Valley game and people would log off to go to bed at night and as they logged off other people would log in to take their place. <laughs> yeah, I, rem- I remember uh, on on Argent Dawn there were some AV matches that would literally be going for a week. It was nuts. Anyway, so it, crazy, crazy. Lou gets to pick one of two sets, right? There is the Yeah, and and he can uh, he can look, check out taverncraft.com for a picture of each of them. Um, he gets to pick one of the two One of them's the Prancing Pony and the other one's the Green Dragon, yes? That is correct. I haven't checked my box, but they are sitting here behind me, actually, so I can pop that in the mail as soon as we get his info. Congrats, Lou. Yes, congratulations. So what else have we got today? Um, well, I I do, there there was actually another other contest that I had uh, promised at the end of that interview. Okay. Um, and I do want to advise this will be a contest for basically the the your, your reasons why you prefer Lord of the Rings versus Warcraft <laughs> and why. And that is an email contest or a Facebook contest that can be posted on the in the All Things Azeroth uh, group over on Facebook. That can be that link to that can be found on our website. Or if you don't have Facebook like Shade, you can go. And email the show. Sorry, you can email show at allthingsazroth.com. And let me guess, they win the other one that I have sitting here. No, that per, the, the, the winner of that contest will win the Smog the Magnificent Stein. Ooh, okay, cool. Lou, you get to choose between either the Prancing Pony or the uh, Green, Green Dragon. Dragon Glassware. Those are the two options you have. The Smog the Magnificent Steins for the contest next week. That sounds cool. Okay. So what's up with this other contest? Do you have to say why you like World or Lord of the Rings better than World of Warcraft? Yeah, which which we like more, Lord of the Rings or the world or the World of Warcraft? Not like not not the games, but the world, like the story, the, story. the the look, the feel of the world, and so on. Okay, so the lore. No, yeah, based, yeah, <laughs> based on the story, the story okay. of the world. Okay. Yeah, the overall franchise, Malgara, not specifically Lord of the Rings Online or World of Warcraft. Basically, Azeroth versus whatever the hell the world was supposed to be in Lord if of the Rings. If Tolkien was in a fist fight with Metin, who would win? <laughs> well, as Tolkien's dead, um, and he probably is a zombie, those zombies are very hard to defeat. Metzen is a very wily creature, though. He is, yes. I think he knows what to do in case of the zombie apocalypse. Uh, yeah, sorry. Hastur proved me to be a complete idiot. Middle Earth. My apologies. I yeah, <laughs> been one of those days. Uh, but uh, Lou has chosen the Green Dragon drink set. So congratulations. Okay. And uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll give away that uh, that prize on the next show. If you're listening to this on download, get your entries in as soon as you can. Uh, the best entry wins. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, Malgara, that'll be drawn on next week's show. Okay, so you have till next Monday, guys. Yep. One last story. What was mm-hmm. your best memory of the Cataclysm Beta? Of the Beta? Yes. Oh, man. You're asking me to... Uh. <laughs> there were so many really cool things that happened in the Beta that it's really, really hard to pick one. I think... I'm going to cop out and I'm going to say like the entire experience because literally from the first moment that I logged on the beta and I started doing high jaw, I was completely blown away, right? And then I went from high jaw and I went into Vashir and about halfway through Vashir, I had completely forgotten about high jaw's existence because Vashir was that cool. And it wasn't that Hijal was bad. Hijal was really cool, too. It was just Vashir was so cool. And then when I finished with Vashir, I went to Deepholm. And about halfway through Deepholm, I'd forgotten about Vashir and Hijal because it was so cool. Right? It just seems like each new zone, when you jump into it, it just ramps it up. And I... The whole thing with the quest leveling, how they've, you know, revamped all of the old zones with the new quests and the new flow and the way that they've, you know, actually included kind of an interactive story it's not just reading the quest text anymore you you get to like see the story play out in front of you there's like little mini movies in there there's so many voiceovers that it's just disgusting there's i mean the way that they have revamped the questing experience is nothing short of phenomenal i i loved it i loved it so much and i can't wait to play it on the 7th well tomorrow i can start playing it tomorrow <laughs> That's going to be cool. I'm excited about that. Well, not not, not the new zones, but uh, yeah. It, it, my favorite, uh, you know, I understand what you said about, you know, each zone ramping it up. I really have to say I yeah. still, to this day, love Hyjal very, very much. Uh, I love the zone. I love the story. I loved the whole, you know, bringing me back to the to the stories that, that first got me into World of Warcraft. And that was the, yeah, the Night the Elf story. Yeah, the War of the Ancient, yeah, the, the, the Night Elf stories. Yeah. Those would originally brought me into the, you know, really got me into the stories of, of the, the world of Azeroth. And uh, to this day, that's really the awesome stuff I love about uh, about the game. And Oldham, I'm so, can I say how excited I am about Oldham? That we finally get it. And not only do we get it, right? Okay, I've been curious about Oldham since the first time I ran my first ther- character through Tenaris and and happened to cross that closed gate, right? I happened across that closed gate, and I'm like, well, what's in there? I want to know what's in there. Tell me what's in there. And I've been waiting. I've been waiting for six years to find out what's in there. Now I know what's in there, and it is so cool. <laughs> it is so badass. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely see in, in a couple of weeks uh, that all that new content. Uh, tomorrow we'll see a large portion of the new content. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be a really awesome day. Like I said, if you're Horde, go to Silver Pine. If you're Alliance, go to Westfall. Just to start out with, go from there and just keep going. It's it's so cool. And, and when you and when you get to that fl- that flight, uh, don't spend too much time in the old world because as, as awesome as it is, it'll be to fly from so from uh, Stranglethorn all the way up to Quelthalos. It, it it there is more to see. So. That is going to be about it for this episode of All Things Azeroth. Uh, thank you again to Jerry from Taverncraft, who was really gracious in, in providing with the interview. Um, I love being able to talk about this. And they're making with the X-Men glasses. I'm so happy. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. 
they, they make really awesome product and uh, they have promised that we'll get some more product in December some of the new stuff they're introducing in December uh, to give away as prizes then so and perhaps some review products Ooh! And, and, so I'll get another big and, box get another big perhaps, box to take up space in my bedroom as well. that'll be cool we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens uh, Sweet. But, uh, the, how would you how, okay. Jay, how would you tell people how they can how they can help us out how they can let, contact us and so on Okay, folks, we've still got a listener survey available on the website, so if you haven't taken that yet, please go take that. We actually use that feedback when we're kind of targeting our advertising and things like that. Um, We don't really want to give you advertising that has nothing to do with anything that you're concerned with. We'd rather give you stuff that you like. So go fill out that survey. Let us know how we can improve the show. Let us know if the show is awesome. We always like hearing about that. And then contacting us. You can contact us via voicemail. It's one seven eight five ata wow 5 That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five for the letter impaired. Uh, you can also contact us via email at show at allthingsazeroth.com, medros at allthingsazeroth.com, or shade at allthingsazeroth.com. You can contact our segment people, Warcraft Less Traveled. Obviously, like we said earlier in the show, it will still be going. You can contact him at Warla- Warcraft craftlesstraveled at gmail.com and then ask Moo, who we didn't have a segment from today, but I'm sure we will next week. You can send all questions and concerns to askmoo42 at gmail.com Check out our guild. It's the uh, Heroes of Lordaeron Alliance side Argent Dawn server and like we said, after the show there will be an event going on where they're going to be checking out all the old world stuff one last time, so please, if you're in the live chat, um Log in, take a look, say goodbye. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. Twitter is the show account for Twitter is all things as. You can follow Medros directly at Medros, and you can follow me directly at Shades O'Grey. That's Shades, the letter O, and then G R E Y. Uh, let's see. Oh, Facebook. We do have a Facebook page, and obviously for that contest that Medros brought up, you do want to follow our Facebook page. You can put in entries there, or you can just email the show, whichever is better for you. And then, let's see, Medros, we should probably say something about DreamHost, shouldn't we? We should definitely say something about DreamHost. They are an awesome web host. They provide us with great hosting. And one of our listeners just this past week did sign up for hosting through DreamHost and got themselves a really good deal. So definitely check them out, DreamHost.com. And if you use the code DEATHWING, yes, he will destroy the world in the morning. But for now, he can get you $50 off of any new hosting account. Check him out, use the code, save some money, and prepare. Azeroth to burn. All will burn beneath the shadow of my wings. Pain, agony, really great prices. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, so. <laughs> <laughs> but my pension for savings Anyways, goes thank you again on for, for tuning miles. Into all anyway. Azeroth. Prepare for the shattering. Prepare for our doom. And we'll see you next time. Take care. It's the end of the world it, as we I know it. And I feel fine. <laughs> yes, I can't sing, but hey, guess what? I don't have to, because he'll say it for me. The whole of Azeroth will break. We'll see you on the other side of the end of the world. <laughs>
Copyright 2010. Sorry, I'm like eating cookies while I'm on the air. I'm so unprofessional, but there were cookies and I kind of wanted to eat one. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I was eating peanut butter squares during the interview. <laughs>